Welcome. This is Corinne Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right, you all, this year is a big year. It's the year that I'm turning 50, and I've made all sorts of declarations throughout the year, including of becoming a woman who takes extraordinary care of herself as well as celebrating my birthday all year long. And this is how you get to partake in it this year is the month of August, 2020. We have some specials that we're going to be offering you all. Make sure you are a subscriber with our newsletter at www.howshereallydoesit.com to get information about how you can partake in the celebration where you also get to benefit. So go to www.howshereallydoesit.com. Make sure you sign up. You'll get emails with things that are of value for you. All right, my friends, I'm thrilled that we can continue to celebrate my birthday and there can be something in it for you. Do you have the weight of the world on your shoulders? Do you take on more than your share? Do you believe it's your job to take care of everyone, to rescue everyone, to solve everyone's problems? So here's the thing. My clients are overachievers. Some of them don't like to call themselves overachievers. They're definitely high achievers. And they're people who deeply care and take on a huge amount of responsibility. And either it was programmed into them by culture or family of origin, or even like being on an athletics team, right? Think about the messaging that we give to athletes, and I've done it myself. And we've been told that we are responsible. We are responsible. Now, here's the thing. I'm inviting you today to check in. Do you say it's on you to help everyone? And are you exhausted at the end of the day because it's all on you? Have you realized you've shared the story that it's all on you and you can't count on others? So my friend, today we're going to stop and take an inventory. What is really your responsibility? And of course, there's context to this, right? One is there are no right or wrong answers. So I'm going to share a story of when my kids were little, they're now 22 and 20. And when my daughter was in first grade, she made her school lunch. And a lot of my friends, they made their kids school lunch. And my friends currently who have kids in elementary school, they make their kids school lunch. And here when my daughter was in first grade, she made her lunch. Most of my friends believed it was their responsibility as parents to make lunch. I did not believe that that was my responsibility. And I was okay with that. So there wasn't a right or wrong answer. Now, the next thing is, what is your capacity? So within that framework, back then I had very little capacity in making lunch. 
And my preference actually was to buy it. I was like, look, I could throw money at this to solve this problem. We can have hot lunches. Here's the thing. My kids didn't really like hot lunches and actually preferred to bring a lunch from home. And my daughter actually really liked having the autonomy and the agency to be able to make her own lunch. She really liked it. She's this amazing cook now. She really liked it. And we, of course, we had to have structure and get clear on what was okay and not okay for the school lunch. And I wasn't going to make the lunch and that wasn't my responsibility. And here was where my responsibility was. My responsibilities were to have the supplies and food to support her so that she could make her lunch. So making sure we had the sandwich bags, you know, I buy her a lunchbox every year, the containers, the food that she wanted and, and working on that. Those were my responsibilities. Making her lunch was not. And you may very much disagree. You may say, no, Corinne, I believe making my first graders lunch is my responsibility. So let's go back to number one. Remember, there's no right or wrong answers. Instead, it's about creating a Venn diagram. And this is one of my favorite concepts. What are the priorities, values, and constraints that you live with? And when you do that, then this can help you figure out what are your responsibilities and it helps you create boundaries so that you don't take on stuff and then later become resentful. I ask myself this probably a dozen times a week. What is my responsibility? Because I overestimate all the things I can get done. I'm work in progress. I'm learning and unlearning, right? And I've taken on a lot of responsibility throughout my life because it really was a great dopamine hit, right? Like I could feel good in the world. I was doing noble stuff. Like, look at me. I'm heroic. All bunch of bullshit people, right? So I have been asking myself for some time now, what is my responsibility? Is this my problem to solve, right? Like getting really clear about that. And I ask my clients often, because as they're going through and they're in the struggle and this heartache, I ask my clients, what is your responsibility? One of my clients said, but I've done this work, I've done this work so I can take this work and I can help others out with this. And my response was, did they ask for your light? Did they ask for your insight? Or are you taking on a responsibility that they don't want you to take on? Just because you know or have done it does not mean others want your info or experience. I'm going to say that again. Just because you know or have done it does not mean others want your info or experience. And what happens is that when we, if we think we're morally right, we're heroic, we're noble, we want to take on responsibility and it's our job to save others, to help others, right? We tend to take on over responsibility. And what happens is there's a lot of often anger and resentment at some point it's coming, right? And there can be a blow up. I've had a lot of clients that'll have a blow up because they're so mad because look at all the stuff that they did and it wasn't appreciated. So instead of taking on responsibility that is not yours to take on, and when you get into that place of having resentment and anger, Instead of beating yourself up and saying like, what's wrong with me? Why does this always happen? I did a previous podcast about this last week, but instead of beating yourself up about that, 
What is your key learning from this situation of when you take on over responsibility? Did you forget about yourself? We often do that, right? You didn't put yourself into this equation. I want to share a story. So there's this idea of having like, you know, having a jar. And the idea is if you have big rocks, little rocks, pebbles, and sand, what do you put in first, right? If you want to be able to fill it to capacity, we need to put in obviously the big rocks, then the little rocks, then the pebbles, and then the sand because the sand goes in. Oftentimes we're taking the sand and filling in first. It's all the other people's problems, all the stuff that you may have heard about, but it may not be your problem to fix. It may not be something that's your responsibility. And then you are one of those big rocks, but you can't get in to your own jar, right? Which is the metaphor for your own life. So one is we need to make sure that we take up space in our jars, right? Which is our life and put that rock in first. And then what are the other things that are really important? And then allow the space to get filled. And maybe it doesn't need to be all the way full. It's your key learning that you forgot about yourself. And that's why the resentment's there. Or maybe your key learning is, oh crap, I had a script for what others needed when that is not even what they desired. It's like I was the writer, the producer, the director, the casting agent in this play that everybody else is supposed to follow and they're failing. They're not following the script and it's an invisible script because I haven't even shared it with them. And I'm in all this pain and resentment because I took all this over responsibility thinking we had a deal. So understanding this could be a key learning from that situation and letting go of the script. Maybe your key learning is you're exhausted and resentful and acknowledging and owning that and going, oh, is this how I want to live my life? Being exhausted and resentful and what got me here? And then the other thing is, did you realize, wow, there's a loss of time and energy for me? My friend, you really do matter, right? And it's really important to not take on responsibility. I was recently in a situation, I have pretty strong leadership energy and I can kind of see like train wrecks that are going to happen, right? And I was at a pool at a facility and we'd had an accident the previous couple weeks earlier and we never had this accident before. A kid flew through these railings and landed on our face. And in 15 years, I'd never seen that. And so a few weeks later, I'm there and this massive other team comes in And they're not my team. They're not part of our sport. They're with another team and another sport. And all these kids are hanging on this railing. And they don't know who I am. And I'm standing there. And I just kept reminding myself, this is not my responsibility. This is not my responsibility. It it just wasn't. Nobody got hurt, thank goodness. But it was not my responsibility. Right? To tell the kids to not stand there. Maybe their parents are okay with it. Maybe their coaches are okay with it. It was not my responsibility. It's my responsibility when it's my team and I want to make sure that we don't have kids hanging on there. It was not my responsibility. Same facility, aquatic athletes, not my responsibility. Getting really clear of what the boundaries are for you. One of the concepts that I learned from Byron Katie that I've always loved and I've talked about it here is in this world, there's three types of business. 
There's your business, someone else's business, and she calls it God's business. I often refer to it as the weather's business. And in my town, the reason I refer to the weather's business is this weekend is going to be a hot weekend. Like it's summer in July. It's been actually a relatively cooler summer, but it's summer in July in Davis, California. We're going to be pushing probably the high 90s, maybe we may go into triple digits. And people are very, very upset about it as we go into championships this weekend. It's the weather's business. There's there's nothing we can do about it. And actually, it's really good for the kids to swim when it's warmer because they start out early in the morning at 830 racing and they may go later into the evening. And so you don't want to be freezing as an athlete. It may be uncomfortable for us as the adults, but we're there for the swimmers, right? So people are often arguing that the weather shouldn't be that hot. (laughs) I live in the Valley of Northern California. It gets that hot. So anytime you argue with reality, you're going to lose. I lose enough in life. I don't need to lose because of the way my brain is choosing to think and the stories I'm choosing to fondle. So here's the thing. When I argue with the weather's business, I can't change it. I can't do anything about it. I'm taking on responsibility that it should be different, right? I'm using all this brain juice, but I'm not taking care of my business because I'm in the weather's business. And being in the weather's business or somebody else's business means I'm not taking care of my business. And here's the thing that Katie told me a long time ago taking care of your business is a full-time job. And then Renee taught me in our very first podcast together that you cannot give what you don't have. And it's, so it's not being narcissistic or selfish to take care of yourself first and be that rock. It's about taking care of you because then you will have so much more to give everybody else. The more and more that I've taken care of myself the better as a human I can show up, the more I can help people, the more I can lead better. It had to start with me taking care of me, right? By not taking care of me, I was over-responsible for others. They didn't have to take care of themselves. And I was resentful and really pissed off in the end. And then I would blow. So three types of business. Are you taking care of your business? Are you taking care of making sure you're putting your rock in that jar first? And here's the thing. I get it. Like sometimes it's nice to like be indulgent in other people's business, right? Because it can distract ourselves from our own lives. It's nice in a kind of torturous mind signing way, right? It's like, it's like gossip or watching, you know, a train wreck happen. It distracts us. It can be numbing. However, the thing, the important thing to check into is, will you then have regret later in your life that you did not do what you needed or desired? So while you're indulging in other people's business, you may kind of have some fun, right? Kind of enjoy it or thinking that, hey, I'm, I'm fixing something and I'm getting some dopamine hits. The question is, will you then later regret in your life that you did not do what you needed or desired? That's the question, my friend. So as we look for great quality questions, what's my responsibility is a great quality question. It's not a right or wrong. We all have different privileges and hardships. 
and realities. So what is your responsibility? And it's about getting insight and having the self-awareness to guide you on where you spend your energy and brain juice in your one precious life. As we close today, I want to read a quote from Mary Oliver. Keep some room in your heart for the unimaginable. Mary Oliver. All right, my friend, I'm smiling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short. They're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box.